Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's so great to be with you today. In this episode, it has been a challenging year. We have done our best to manage the uncertainty, the ups and downs, the loneliness. Today, we look back at the year of 2020 and see if there are any learnings for us. Let's walk. Out, walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. Feeling our feet on the ground, letting go of wherever we were, whatever we were thinking, and just arriving in this moment. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. It is so great to be with you this morning. So we start by paying attention. Feeling our feet on the ground. Feeling our belly rise and fall. Just arriving in this moment. Feeling our hands and arms, our head and neck. Feel the top of our head. Maybe feel from head to toe the two barometers that we use to check in, which is the only sensations our brain can actually make sense of, which is the pleasant scale and the calm scale. So tune in, pleasant to neutral to unpleasant. Just check your whole body for any sensations and just see whatever you can sense in your body. Maybe they're unpleasant or pleasant or neutral, just check in. Again, without judgment that anything is good or anything is bad. Now move to the calm scale. Again, head to toe. What sensations do you have in your body that feel calm? or neutral, or not calm. Now the word for not calm is worked up. So again, just tune in. Just kind of scan the body, feel whatever is present in terms of this scale. 
fantastic. Why do we practice? We practice so we can be with ever more difficult situations. This is like going to the gym for our brain. We're growing wisdom every time we pay attention so that we can stay and not run when we face our challenging, most difficult, last 8% situations so we can use them to transform ourselves so we can create the relationships, career, life we want. We can have the kind of impact we want to have in the world. So just pay attention. Just be present. So great to be with you this morning. As we move into our idea of the day, remember to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Share if you find anything helpful, useful. Join our Facebook group. Take a picture of the podcast episode if you're getting something out of it. Put it on your social media. Share it with your your friends, your peeps. So, moving into our idea of the day. You work hard. You want to do well. You are committed to self-improvement and being your best and wanting others to be their best. You want to be brave. But you have hit a major hurdle, many major hurdles potentially this year. And this year turned into something none of us, maybe with the exception of Bill Gates and some academics, saw coming. We have faced a a once-in-a-century pandemic And this pandemic has shown us where we are weak as a society. We have seen how it has disproportionately affected some more than others. We have become more aware of how significant racial injustice is in the world and in the U.S. And we've seen how serious the climate crisis we are facing is. This is all in 2020. And maybe the biggest fault line that has been exposed when I reflect back on the year is around trust, both at the macro level and at a micro level. At the the higher level or macro level, we might, not we might, we do call it social trust. And that is a belief in the honesty or integrity or reliability of others. It's having a faith in people. And while that might sound simple enough to understand, it is not as obvious to figure out who trusts and why. This year has actually gone some distance to helping us understand how strong our trust is of others and where it is lacking. So at a global level, we've seen some countries come together and be unified in their approach to the pandemic while others have not. A good example and one that breaks my heart is to see what has happened in the U.S. and parts of the world where wearing a mask has become a political symbol. Honestly, how a mask could become a symbol of freedom is beyond me. And I don't like to get too political and don't want to get too political in this podcast, but having spent parts of the past three weeks in a hospital with my father who was fighting for his life and 
you know, for those longtime listeners, my father is now out of hospital and I think he's better. No, he is better, but he's still in still a kind of a risk profile for the next few weeks. But being in the hospital, I witnessed firsthand what frontline healthcare workers face every day. It made it more concrete for me. And just by doing their jobs, they are putting themselves at risk from this virus as they try to help people in need, like my father. And yet there are people rallying against masks. And I ask myself, how could anyone argue against wearing a mask for 15 minutes in a store, proclaiming it as a basic freedom, while others spend their whole day, very long days, very stressful days, one after another for many months, having to wear masks themselves for 8 and 10 and 12 hours while taking care of sick and infected people. And a big part of this is social trust. Do we trust the people who are giving us this uh, instruction to wear masks or to social distance? And then I see countries like New Zealand and others who might not be happy wearing masks themselves and yet have jumped on board and experienced the consequences. This is all about social trust. So that's at the global level or at country level. At the organizational level, I've seen managers and leaders questioning what their employees are doing while working from home. Are they really working, they might ask. Not they might ask, they have asked. Because they are not able to see them on a daily basis in person and because their trust is not at a high level, I've seen them ask out loud if they can use an employee's camera to watch them to make sure they are working. Unbelievable. Of course, if they took a look at the research, it shows people are working more, not less, and that burnout is actually becoming a really big issue right now. They would not be asking this question. But it speaks again to that lack of trust, in this case, in the relationship. And it illustrates to me the difference between an exceptional manager or leader and an unexceptional one, and why building trust, having empathy, and managing with a level of emotional intelligence is far more important now than ever. At an individual level, I've seen a difference as well in how much or how little people trusted themselves. Some trusting themselves to deal with this pandemic, having a confidence that they can get through it and they can adapt, while others not so much. And it has affected their reactions. It's affected their well-being, their performance. And ultimately, if they are in a position of management or leadership, which is a big area in which we work, it affects how they lead. So just take a breath in right down to your toes. Stand tall, look around, feel grateful. I want you to ask yourself right now, did you learn anything from this year? Because I think that's the most important question. I know I did. I think if we have a level of mindfulness and self-awareness, we see what happens when we feel squeezed cornered, unable to control things. And while I have a deep empathy for whatever it is that you faced, 
I think if we look closely, we might see something about ourselves and the patterns in our reactions and how our predictable default behavior comes to the fore when we're under pressure, when we're facing last 8% situations. And if we're looking closely enough, we see the consequences of our behaviors and how we may have at times taken on a victim role. How everything that was going on around us, you know, needing to shelter in place at home or needing to change and adapt at work caused us at times to feel victimized. And, you know, this has been a tough year. And what's important is, while that's true, when we see ourselves as victims, it colors our view of life. It causes us to see through perpetually tinted glasses. And we see life as happening to us, as opposed to something that might be happening for us, where we might get to learn a great deal from what is going on and grow through the process. But it takes a trust that we can handle the tough stuff. That's why, again, trust to me is the, is the word for 2020. So the question is, and I want to ask you, how can we use this knowledge and insight from 2020 and become wiser because of it? How can we use it to become better versions of ourselves? Marcus Aurelius said, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. Feel our feet on the ground. Feel our belly rise and fall. Be in our body. One of truly our great attributes of being human is our ability Ability to learn and our ability to change ourselves to change our reactions but this doesn't happen by itself it doesn't happen overnight it takes intentional action it takes us being courageous in the face of our suffering it requires and this is as you know what it means to be a last eight percenter it requires us to take responsibility without this we continue to suffer see ourselves as a victim, become bitter, cynical, resentful. And it doesn't help us. It doesn't help us form a better response. And it certainly does not put us in a position to serve others who are equally facing difficult situations. We don't become leaders that this time and place in our families or in our organizations require right now You know, one of the things that I've learned working with athletes who go through Olympic Games or any high-pressure event is that it can actually be quite traumatic on the psyche, on our emotions, on our brain. And they can feel tremendously naked and isolated and alone. And it can be one of the greatest growing experiences that they ever experience. In the athletes who actually grow from this experience, they are able to leverage their experience. They are able to leverage what happened. They become better. They become more skilled under pressure. They learn something about themselves 
that they didn't know before and it changes them. It transforms them. By the way, not all athletes, just those who refuse to see themselves as victims, just those who take responsibility. And so it is for us. Can we take responsibility? Can we ask, how is what's going on happening for me? What do I have to learn? Where am I resisting? That is the question. Will we use this year to become transformed? Will we use this year to become better leaders of others? So taking a mindful breath right down into the toes In fact, taking three, moving to our three by three, three mindful breaths right to the, down into the toes, calming this body. Now moving to three gratitudes. What can you feel grateful for in this moment? And three goals. What do you want to get done today? What do you want to focus on? It really helps to clear the noise, find the signal, the three most important things you want to get done, and just get at them right off the bat. That's what I find anyway. Wonderful. Again, stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Feel your belly. Feel your body. Taking this energy into the day, knowing, as Marcus Aurelius said, we have power over our mind, not outside events. And when we realize this, we will find strength. So as we're finishing today, I actually want to finish with a Martin Luther King Jr. quote. Because the word is trust. That to me is the key word for 2020. And so, you know, how can we build trust in ourselves to be with ever more difficult situations? Trust in our organizations to know that people want to do the right thing. We don't have to look over their shoulder. Trust in our countries. Yes, it's not comfortable. Yes, we might have important questions to ask. But we need to work together. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Have a wonderful day.